afternoon. <coughs> afternoon to everybody in the studio. Um, I want to say afternoon to everybody uh, tuning on online. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed all of the stories we've um, heard from, you know, some of the leaders in house today. Um, I think um, off of the back of the stories, um, and just to be fair, um, on hearing the stories, I think, you know, for a second, at one point, the thought would come, okay, why are stories, let's say, so important, um, etc.? Um, I do think the stories that we hear kind of give us a, a bit of insight or a bit more understanding to, let's say, why we do what we do. Um, you could hear of, like, a Pastor uh, Abisola. I was going to call her Pastor Tomoa, but a Pastor Abisola... Um, and, you know, her journey into the fortress or how she moved into the fortress, um, etc. Um, we can hear about, you know, the, the exploits of uh, Pastor Jemima, you know, gathering people. Um, we can hear about the exploits of a Pastor Sharon leading uh, a whole movement in Northampton. You know, at one point, I think there's, you know, Wednesdays or Tuesdays. I can't remember exactly what day it was on Wednesdays, right? you know, Wednesdays, and you can see 70, 90 people gathered, you know, um, with her leading that, you know, it, it, you guys done a takeover in Northampton as well, haven't it? Hundreds of people. Um, so I think these different stories kind of give us, uh, you know, a better understanding of what it is we do, you know, why it is we do these things in the gathering of, uh, of hundreds of people. Sometimes it's only one person that you might pick up from those gatherings. You know, Pastor Sharon talks about Pastor Nana, who's also here in the family. Um, and maybe all of the hundreds of people that was gathered in Northampton uh, was just so that we could realize that one extra person. Um, I think I'll take us into scripture um, now. Uh, for me, you know, going through the scriptures is... My uh, safety, I'll say, because, um, you know, everybody knows I talk a lot. Um, if I go on a tangent, I might stay here forever. Um, but, yeah, let's go into scripture. I'll take us to our first scripture. Um, Isaiah 51, verse 1 to 2. Um, and we know, or the reason I'll go with this scripture first and I'll share this scripture is because... On a Tuesday, we could hear a Pastor Obi talk, uh, Pastor Obi speak to us. Not Tuesday, actually. This was from Wednesday. But on a Wednesday, on our arrival back from Belgium, Pastor Obi could come and share the word with us. Um, even sharing that word, he eventually got to and alluded on the blessing. Um, I think it's a deep concept, but we could still make such a concept plain um, and more understandable for all the guests here today, all the soldiers, all the members, and all the leaders. Um, so I'll just go to uh, our first scripture. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. 
When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. Uh, um, I'll get you to read that again. Um, is it possible if I could just get that on the screen? Um, it's not possible. Um, okay, uh, yeah, if you could just read that again. I don't know. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Um, some points to kind of just keep in mind. Uh, it says, listen to me. So at, the point, at this point, this is God speaking to um, the people. Um, listen to me. It's, it's a, a call to pay attention. Hear the word I'm saying to you. Um, but continue. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave you birth. When I called him, he was only one man, mm. and I blessed him and made him many. Um, okay, so this is one of the main scriptures that a pastor Ovi will go to on a Wednesday evening. Um, here, and if I could have the scripture still on um, the screen to my right. Um, it says, when I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. Um, just off the back or off the thought of this, uh, it will kind of take me to, to just take me into a lot of thought. From it, I'll have a lot of questions. Um, and questions always lead to answers. That's why I think I always encourage people to have questions, to think and ponder on something. Um, Sometimes to get to the next level or something, to create the next thing, it takes somebody pondering, somebody asking enough questions, asking the right questions. If uh, Andrea will get to the next level of influence, the next level of giving, it will probably take her asking many questions. Um, off the back of the scripture, it led me to Genesis 1. Um, I remember a time, again... As it said here, that Abraham was one that was made many. I remembered a time where there was one man in the garden. There was an Adam that led me to go to the scripture. And I'll just take us there so I could break it down and we can just get into the word. John, um, Genesis 1.25. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. Mm. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. Mm. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Um, what I found quite interesting uh, about this scripture, when I was led to go and read the scripture or think on it, um, at this point, or hearing a be fruitful, etc. Sometimes, you know, in the old church, you, people try to liken being fruitful to having loads of kids um, or some, some rubbish along those lines. 
um, just having loads of babies, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I found quite interesting or it actually, it actually stood out to me or I eventually went to see and found that, okay, at the point of this scripture where it would say, be fruitful, um, this is verse or chapter one. There's an Adam in the garden, but uh, there's not yet an Eve that's been made. Okay, what, what am I saying with that? Um, Adam was not a Adam's not a woman. For God to say be fruitful too, if he's just one man, uh, so it's not the talk of have many babies. That's not what God's saying at this point. Um, also, be fruitful is it's, it's almost something you'd expect from trees. Uh, again, Adam is not a tree. Um, so, what is God saying at this point? What is what is the message that God is alluding to, or trying to convey to Adam at this point? And the same way it was said in uh, uh, Isaiah fifty-one in verse two, when it said, "When I blessed him, he was one." And from that blessing, he was made many. Pastor Obi showed to us, um, and I can't see the time, but Pastor Obi showed to us um, on a Wednesday that, okay, this blessing made one man have the ability or the, the, the strength, the power to do what it would take many doing. When he said, I made one, or I blessed him, and he was one, or when I blessed him, he became many. This talks of, okay, one man, you know, being a, a single person, a single body that was actually able to manifest and do way more than it seems one man can do. So at the start of this word and where we're going with this word is, okay, if we're all here individuals collectively together, collaborating and, and coordinating together, then how can I say to each individual, how do I convey to each individual, explain to each individual how their works can look like the work of thousands? How can I get a, a, a Pastor Goldie to a point or an understanding that he as one man can do the work of hundreds? His level of finances can, can almost seem like it's a thousand people if he's to contribute. It won't even seem like the giving of one person. It will seem like the giving of many. Um, I think these thoughts and these these points, you know, it's going to take me to 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 pay attention, to have more questions on the word. If that is the blessing, if the blessing is to make one many, how then do we access that blessing? How do we really tap into that blessing? How do we receive such a blessing? How do we become that? How does one man become many? Um, I'll take us into our next scripture, which is John 12, verse 24. We'll just read in the ERV, and we'll go from there. It is a fact that a grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die before it can grow and produce much more wheat. Mm. If it never dies, it will never be more than a single seed. Cool. It says, before it can grow and produce much more. Um, it also says, if it never dies, it will never be more than a single seed. I've talked about one man becoming many, and you know, at this point, um, 
it's easy to think, okay, it's talking about seed, it's talking about a kernel of wheat and all of these things, but I want to actually share with you or make known to you that in this talk of seed, in quotes, dying or falling to the ground, um, seeds don't just fall to the ground, in quotes. Um, so take the understanding that in this talk of seed, it's a talk of a person. It's a talk of a person that's ready to, in quotes, fall to the ground. But what, what's falling to the ground? It's, it's almost a talk of submission. Um, we hear stories of, uh, of Ezekiel in the Bible and at the presence of the word, in quotes, he fell to the ground. It, it, it's a talk of, of submitting to something. Um, it also talks that it speaks of dying. What's death? We have to explain these things because for the people here for the first time, or even the soldiers, we have to read and repeat certain things to ourselves. What, what does it mean to die, in quotes? I don't think it's a, a physical death. Because how from physical death will you produce many? I don't get it. But what would it mean to die? It's almost as if somebody can kind of, let's say, give up on their personal desires, in quotes, their personal wants. Um, many people have many things that they care about. Um, but from that, I've only seen little being produced. I've not seen one person produce like there are a thousand people. Or if I have seen one person do that, what did I see on the build-up to such events? Um, it, it also brings me to thought, uh, even just thinking about the fortress, you know, there's many scriptures, many scriptures that we can go to. I just didn't put them there because for the sake of time, I only plan to speak, you know, for a short time um, after we all engage um, all of ourselves, new guests as well. Um, but this talk of one seed becoming many, it, it talks of, of dying to get there. It talks of submission to get there. Um, what is it then that somebody has to, in quotes, die for? What, what is it that someone has to, and again, like I said, dying is putting your personal wants to the side. What is it that somebody has to put their personal desires to decide for? Um, what is it that somebody has to submit to? Um, if I'm to go further, and I'll just continuously refer back to my notes to make sure what is shared here is clear. And I hope everybody's still, still following. Um, I hope everybody's still with me. I do hope that everybody here can preach with me. Um, this is a team. This is a house. This is a, a family. Um, but again, I started with questions, and many questions that will come to mind at the at a point that I pass the overall speakers. Okay, how do we get to that blessing? Um, how is the blessing given to us? How do I, as one person, have the output of thousands of people? How do I have such a great output? Um, there's certain quotes that I'll read. Um, from my notes that Pastor Obi mentioned and a PT would then mention on a Thursday just to start to allude to you know, where it is that we're getting at here. Um, on Wednesday, Pastor Obi would say, how do you walk in the blessing? He, says, he then said, accept the work. Something he also said was participation. He said, get into a battle 
that the demand is beyond you. I spoke about putting personal desires to the side to take up something. Um, what can you submit to? Pastor Obi said, accept the work. From that, I would then have to say, okay, I get accepting the work, but where do I get to know what the work is? Um, the PT also said on a Thursday, he said, a person with vision becomes more powerful than what they actually are. So as a single person, a pastor, Iman Akin, may be able to complete certain tasks. As a single person, he may be able to raise a level of, of finances. He may, may be able to win you know, only a numbered uh, amount of people. Um, his exploits, in quotes, will be numbered, it will be limited as a, as a single person. At the words of a PT, at the words of a PO, it's in quote showing us that no, one man can actually do much more than what it is expected from a person to do. Um, I think for a person to accept the work, it would actually take the the word coming, or they must first know what the work is. Where is it that a person will know the work? Where is it that a person will pick up? what the work is, it's in the word. Um, if it's in the word, we must be here, sit here. Why is this part of service so important? It's that we sit here and hear the word so we can get an understanding further of the work and then do great works. And Manaki will do a lot more. He'll do so much more if he can understand what's being said in the word. So I'll just take us again to another scripture. Um, I'll take us to Matthew 13. We'll just go from verse um, 18 to 23. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed fallen on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last only a short time. When problem or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Um, what version are you reading? In Arabic. Uh, it's possible to read in... Um, in fact, start again. You can go in at NIV, and then after, I'll just get you to read one other translation. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. Then trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Mm. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. Okay, here it's talking about, okay, the, the ground that the word is sown on, um, we're all here today, many different people, many different individuals, and we're all here hearing the word. Um, just shortly, I heard uh, Pastor Abisola introduce herself to an E-Ray. That's how I quote your name. Um, you're here today, and you're hearing the word. It talks about many different grounds and quotes, but each person can take this word differently. You know, some people can hear this word and forget it. Um, some people can hear this word and hold on to it. They can ponder on it. They can ask more questions. They can find interest in this word and want to know more. Um, 
I just I'm just saying this to give a better illustration of what the scripture is saying. Um, but continue. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. Mm. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Okay. Um, here it talks about the uh, the good soil. Um, just read verse twenty-three again. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred... What I want to touch on there, it says this is the one. This is the one that who produces a crop. Then it goes to tell you, in quotes, the amount or the, the manner in which the person produces. It says the one. So again, like I mentioned... You know, we ourselves are our seeds. If we can submit to a thing or kind of put our own desires to the side, um, we can produce much. We can produce many. Here it says, this is the one. Um, so there's a certain type of person that ends up getting to such a production. Um, we can talk of a seed dying, but... Is it everybody that will be willing enough to take that that course of action? Is it everybody that will be willing to go through such a process? Um, we also hear the talk, it says, yielding 100, 60, or 30 times what was sown. So uh, Pastor Iman Akin, as one man, if he is willing to invest himself, if he's willing to submit to a work, a word that he's hearing, if he's willing to die and put his personal desires, his personal interests, his ambitions to the side for the sake of what he's hearing or what is being said, what is being built, he then puts himself in a position to be able to produce in this manner. People think to produce a lot just... It, it, it takes working hard. That is never what was shown through history. You know, I'm reading off a reading from the Bible here, but when I speak, I, I come and I don't want to speak to Christians. I'm not speaking to Christians. I'm speaking to leaders. I'm speaking to people that will build something. I'm speaking to people that will grow and lead nations or lead industries. I'm not here to speak church. It's not a church thing that we're doing here. That's not what it is. This is to raise people. It's not about church. It's about people. But what am I saying here? People have the idea that it's just hard work that will get them into certain spaces. It's never been that. I, I, I've had conversations and I've mentioned things that I've spoken to a Rashid before. Certain people that, that ended up as billionaires, it wasn't that they were were hard working. It was, it was way more than that. People liked them. I mentioned the Bill Gates, etc. People with the same skill set as them that worked just as hard, in quotes, they end up with 100K a year. A Bill Gates can end up with billions, but what is it that we're taking to such a level? You know, he'll put to the side his own, in quotes, ambition and desires. It's very easy to settle, to settle your, yourself, to settle just your family alone. A lot of people stop at the point of, okay, I want to make money and I want to take care of myself and my family. Some of these men that we see in history, and I won't talk just about scriptures, I want you to know that I'm not just speaking church stuff. 
these men in history, and I can go further back, but a Bill Gates, he will put to the side his personal desires, his personal ambitions. People can take care of themselves and their family, but a Bill Gates will risk almost the lives of his family. He will risk even being able to spend time with them because he's building something. He's putting to the side himself. He's risking his finances, his life, because at the point he's putting everything himself into building something, he's actually at a big risk. There's no guarantee that a Microsoft, uh, Apple will work. There's no guarantee that these things will actually work. But these people are willing to invest and risk everything. That's the talk of dying. These are people that submit to an idea, a vision. If they can do so, then they produce a certain amount. People have the skill set of a Bill Gates and produce 50K a year. 50K a year and billions is very different. So what is the difference I can see from a Bill Gates? He's not someone that just studied to get a skill set, but he's someone who can risk his life, put himself to the side, his personal comfort, at the point he's building in his own garage and putting all his finances to that building, it's discomforting. It's, it's not always the easiest. We have stories of this family, and on the come up, we can see ourselves in a, in a mansion. We're here in a mansion. We're here, we see, you know, we've driven Rolls Royces, G-Wagons, and all manner of things. And these are, they look like luxuries. And we see these things now, but when, when was there a time, or can we refer back and remember a time that, you know, uh, Abby will be in a discomforting situation? You know, she will be easy to, or she will put her story in a certain way, and she can tell her story as, okay, she had issues looking for an accommodation. And I have to speak this way, because I'm speaking to soldiers, I'm speaking to members. She can say, oh, she was struggling to look for another accommodation, but I can know the depths or the deeper to that story. It wasn't just her looking for accommodation. It was actually her that was, was risking her life, in quotes, putting to, to the side her own desires, her own comfort, and she was ready to put herself and invest in the work. At a point she can invest in the work, she can actually lose her current accommodation. That's why she had to find herself in the fortress. That was because of her giving. Look, I'll even jump ahead of ourselves. We talk of stories. Some of the stories that would lead me in court to so my first giving was, I could see a PC. She's ordering coaches. There was a time we was in Birmingham, Northampton, like a Pastor Sharon spoke. There was a time we was in all of these different cities. And we, because of a vision, we would put to the side our own comfort, our own time. People in, a, in union courts were, were, were partying and doing whatever. Some of us will come together and we'll say, okay, no, there's a charge, and we have to pick up that charge and do what it takes to make things happen. Coaches that took hundreds of, or, or tens of people from the Birmingham and to, to London, they weren't free. At the point that I, as a soul, as a new member, was being brought on a coach from, London, um, from Birmingham to London, I didn't pay for it. It was free. I never thought of how it was made to happen. I didn't think of how is this happening, but there were individuals, there were people came together collectively that were able to do much work past their age. These are the times that people were 19 years old, 20 years old. I would be lucky enough to actually hear the conversation of a pastor Sicily. I, I was around the guys and I heard her calling for the coaches. I was hearing the prices, hundreds of pounds, 600, 700, some quotes being in the thousands to get coaches from just Birmingham. So then think of a Leicester as well, and Northampton as well that were doing these things. 
it was people that were putting their lives or, or their comfort to the side to invest in the work. That's why we could see, okay, there was takeovers that 600, 700 people can come to in Birmingham. We could see 400, 500 people in Leicester, hundreds of people in Northampton. These things can only be made happen because there were different people, a pastor Abasola, a pastor Tumashe, a pastor, a pastor Sharon, that would come together and decide to invest themselves. It's very simple to be a normal uni student, but normal uni students are they come and go, they're forgotten. Normal employees come and go. They're forgotten. They, we, we don't think about them. We don't talk about them the same way we'll talk about a Bill Gates. We're talking about stories here. In these certain stories, in these certain events, I me mean, hearing a pastor Sicily booking these coaches, it only brought to my attention that, okay, no, there's a people that, for the sake of me to experience something, for the sake of me to come to a, a platform where I can be raised, if I can make thousands in, the, in, in my current situation, okay, these guys have, have tried to bring me to a platform that can allow me to see the making of tens of thousands, the making of hundreds of thousands at 21 to raise six figures, hundreds of thousands at, at such a young age. It was only because a few of you guys were able to bring me to this platform. A pastor Josh, I would hear he's giving stories, and at the moment I'm hearing these stories, it's giving me an understanding of the work. That's why I'll even share, share to you stories from scripture. I'll show you Abraham. I'll show you uh, Adam. It's not for me to, to, to speak church. I'm, I'm here to give you stories because in these stories, you begin to understand something. You begin to get this message a bit, a bit more. You begin to understand the vision a bit more. I would hear a pastor Josh tell stories. He's telling me he's giving stories early on. And I'm inspired. You know, he may not know these things and he may not always hear, but I'm inspired by the stories he's saying. And I'm sure that everybody here also is inspired by the word that's constantly coming, the charge that's coming. If a, if a pastor Jemima will rally together many, many people, I don't think it's just because that's what her community told her was right to do. Our community tells us to just become something, become great and, and take care of your family, become a big shot, have money for yourself. A pastor Jemima will put on events for many people, it's outside of herself, but why would she do that? Because she's in a house and she's hearing the word. In her hearing the word, she's, she's getting better understanding of this vision. At the point of that understanding, she's being mobilized to do something. I want you to read that verse 23 in the Amplified um, in the Amplified, actually, just to, to better explain the things I'm saying. And the one whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands and grasps it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, some a hundred times, as much as was sown. He, he indeed bears fruit and yields. It talks about a hundred times, like... This is a number that's way more than just a single person. If I put in a thousand, or if I put in myself, I can receive back the worth or, 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 the, or the works that's a hundred times what I should be able to do by myself. It talks here, it says, the word and um, who hears the word and understands it and grasps it. Many of us here, we, we're, we're sitting for the word, we're sitting to understand the vision. If anyway, I know it's your first time, but if you can come and, or I believe it's your first time, you, I might, you might have come before that I just haven't known. But if it's your first time, then, okay, what is it that we're doing here? 
you hearing this word allows you to understand. For many of us in this room, we would have heard the word, and the aim is to understand it. The aim is also, or the one that will produce is the one that understands it. How we understand the word is by pondering on these things. It's by asking certain questions to gain understanding to this word. It also says the one who grasps it. So here I've talked about certain certain events, certain times, certain situations. I've talked about certain givings. When I'm hearing the, 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 the stories that Pastor Josh is telling me, it will mobilize me to, on my first giving, give 2,300. It wasn't even because I was able to, in quotes, because realistically I shouldn't do such a thing if I'm trying to make sure I take care of myself. There was times I was selling all the crypto that I built up in investments. I'm selling it because I needed to give. You know, things are so dynamic. I hadn't found the time to work, but what I had, I said, no, I need to invest. I need to put into what's going on here. People were paying for coaches for me to experience a platform, to come to a platform. I want to be a part of that because if I can join with them and push a thing, maybe we can have another person just like me that will be able to see and understand the vision and run with it. He talks about someone who grasps it. What is it to grasp? I, I, will, I didn't tell you that you would do this, but I want us to read definitions. You can just get the Google definitions. Um, he talks to someone who grasps it. Grasps also, it almost speaks of something that's urgent. You know, you are here to understand. We're here hearing the word, but it's not even just about hearing and sitting. Who can hear this word and urgently want to lay hold of this word? Who can hear this word and and urgently want to want to possess it. I heard the word. I heard a pastor just speaking. I heard a pastor Sicily, a pastor Basola preaching powerfully in, in a Birmingham. And from hearing these words, I just wanted to get involved. I wanted to be a part of it. What the vision was, and you know, the raising of young people, the helping of people, the raising of people economically, in finances, in influence, etc. I wanted to be a part of such. But that was from me hearing these stories. I was able to want to grasp and urgently get involved. You know, people sometimes mention my story and they say, "Oh, you got involved quite quickly." Yes, but it's only because I heard a word. You know, sometimes people can say, ah, oh, you know, Afro loves the word in quotes, or Afro even likes to speak. I don't even like to speak. You guys have seen me in other situations. But why would I speak with such a passion here? It's because I know the benefit of this word. I know the benefit of where this thing leads to. Um, how will somebody be able to actually have such an output? It's by hearing this word. If somebody can have vision, they will be able to do more than what they can do. It's not because they have the ability to do it. Someone's mindset doesn't expand enough to be able to do much. Our parents, they didn't go far. It's not because um, they were bad people. Listen, my mom and dad, they loved me, but they didn't do much. They did a lot for me, but they didn't do much in the grand scheme of things. Why is it that someone can do much if their mind has expanded to a certain place? How do we get our, our minds to expand? It's by hearing this word. Why do we raise finances? Why do we come together and, and, and even discuss on, on, on raising businesses? Why? Because we want to employ people. We want to empower people. We want to raise finances to reinvest into a community. Because we want to see young people on fire for God and people prospering. This is the vision that we were given and we want to run with. Just read that scripture for me again, if you could, please. Oh, actually, the definitions is what I'm actually asking. Grasp. Grasp. 
to seize and hold firmly, to take an opportunity eagerly. Wait, read the first one slow, slower. Seize and hold firmly. To seize and hold. It's hearing it, but look, we can all sit for the word. I love or I love and have a lot of love for an Andrea. I have a lot of love for, I, I won't go and name everybody, but for everybody. You're meant to laugh, guys. Not joking. <laughs> but I have a lot of love for everybody, right? Um, and yes, cool. I have a lot of love for everybody, but I do know from seeing leadership, the only thing that can actually raise a person, Pastor Obi went from his mother's couch, my leader, to leading 15 houses. We're in one of the houses now, but only one of them. So if I say to you there's 15 of these, think about it. Somebody just four, five, six years ago sleeping on their mother's couch can eventually end up at this, and it's only a sign of where they're going because this is not an end. It's only a means to an end. But how is it that a person being on their mother's couch can, can eventually rise up from that position and end up or can see themselves passing through this? It's because they heard a vision. Pastor Obi hearing the vision, he was mobilized. Just being in his mother's house, even that's not comfortable already. But even the little comfort he had, he said, okay, oh, Pastor Goldie, come and live with me. Because he needed help. Pastor Obi would share a couch, he would rotate. We've heard the stories, and in these stories, we, we begin to understand the vision more. We, 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 we get a better understanding so we can be mobilized to do more. So he would talk about stories of him sharing with Pastor Goldie. He, he would rotate each night on the couch. Pastor Goldie would be on the couch one night, and then Pastor Obi would take the floor, and then they would swap. At the hearing of these stories, and it says to, to read that just one more time, seize so I don't go on. Hold firmly. To seize and hold firmly. Okay, we're sharing these stories, which gives us a vision, gives us an understanding, but it's not just at the hearing of it that we end. Pastor Obi heard these, the, the word from a PT, a Pastor Toby, the father of, of this family, the father of this ideology and work. At him hearing, he wanted to seize what he heard. Somebody can be here for the first time and you're hearing a thing, but, and, and Andrea, again, I said, I, I have a lot of love for Andrea, but I know if, if she's to be raised up, it's by me delivering the word to her. Because she can then seize that word. What does seizing that word look like? She hears this word and she's mobilized by it. So she acts on it. She hears this word and she doesn't just want the word to be something she hears. A pastor Abbasola, a, a pastor Anna, a pastor Paris, they don't just hear the word. I want it to be a thing in the air. In the air. It's a thing that they want to seize. They want to be able to, to actually possess and physically experience the word. If the word is talking about raising people, yes, that's what they want to experience. It's what they want to lay hold of. And how do they do such? It's by all the things that are shared in this word. Um, I'll let you read some more of the definitions. And I'm, I'm going to wrap up. Um, I'm going to wrap up in, in a minute or two, in a few minutes. But if you could read. Take an opportunity eagerly, comprehend fully, Read, so read the sec. so that's the second and third, right? Read them individually. Take an opportunity eagerly. Take an opportunity eagerly. I spoke about the manner in which somebody will take up what they're hearing. But go on the, the third. Comprehend fully. To comprehend fully. 
You know, funny enough, and just because I'm rounding up, um, yes, we all want to be able to do more than what a normal person should be able to. And simply, and I hope it's quite clear what I'm saying, you know, us ever being able to, there's many stories of, I could talk of a pastor, Paul, giving in, in, in the thousands, in six figures, being able to, to give as if someone who is way beyond the actual age he, he was at, if he was only 24, being able to give in a h- hundreds of thousands. Um, I can talk about all of these different stories. And, you know, in short, I'm just saying that, okay, we come to the word to hear the word, but in the word it's to understand. In the understanding of these words, we, we even get a better understanding of how to, to act out and to see or to realize all of these things that we're hearing about. If we hear that we can be nation leaders, if I, if I tell Rashid, if I tell Sephora and many others that, okay, you guys can be nation leaders, you guys can be influencers, you guys can, can lead in the different spaces, you know, whatever these spaces are, I can tell you that, but at hearing those words, you have to come to an understanding. You have to come to an understanding of this word and understand, okay, ask yourself the question. He's letting me know these things, but how do I get there? And my simple submission here is to let you know that, okay, the reason or the way that somebody can lay hold of the blessing that is them acting or outputting so much more than what they are meant to be able to do is at the realizing of this vision. I'll just go back and and read what Pastor Obi says. He says, how does somebody, or how do you walk in this blessing? How do you walk as if the giving of an apple, the pastor apple can be like the giving of a thousand people? How do I walk in such a blessing? It's by accepting the work. But how do I accept the work? You know, when I hear accept the work, it's almost like the work has come, but I actually have to do my role in accepting it. It's not something that's just done by its own happening, if that makes sense. We can all be hearing, hearing the word, hearing the vision, but it doesn't mean that it will do anything for you. It's something that you as individuals all have to say, we accept. If you accept the work, if you can hear this word and actually agree and say, no, I accept. This word is giving me certain challenges. I accept it. It's, it's giving me a demand, which is more than what I can do. I accept it. If we can hear the word and have such an attitude and grasp what we're hearing, then I'm, I'm so sure of where the fortress will go. I'm so sure of where the family will go because I know there are people that will do such a thing. And literally, I'm rounding up here, but you know, there's certain scriptures I didn't go to. It talks about in stewardship, it's required that one be found faithful. It, it don't even need to be many. If one, if a pastor Sharon, a pastor Jemima can take seriously what the fortress is, what the family is, what the wealth family is, listen, it only takes one. If one person can, can see the vision and run with it, the output of that person will be like many. Where people are lacking, where people decide to you know, sometimes lose focus, and I know it's not of any um, bad heart. If we lose focus, if one be found faithful, it can cover what many people couldn't do. So again, my simple submission, and I'll round off here. Um, this word is lighthearted. I hope it seems as such, lighthearted. Um, 
you know, thinking back to it, at this point, I'm even realizing, okay, I got a bit passionate on certain things, but it's because I'm actually passionate about this word. I've seen people go from nothing to being able to give on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, in the tens of thousands. You know, how do we get to where we are? And how do we realize all, all the things we've said that we're going to? You know, we talk of many cities, cities we have here and in countries all across um, Europe. We was in Belgium this week, uh, and Andrea and the team was in Switzerland just a week or so ago. Why is it that we have influence in, in these certain places we're talking about? It's because individuals, because one, look, they were found faithful. They came and they were ready to submit to this vision. They heard this vision and said, outside of what I want to do and my own comfort, I'm going to hear this word and I'm going to run with it. I'm going to hear this word and I'm going to do it. So I'm literally just going to stop here um, and we'll go to our next part. But can we be people that hear this word and run with it? If so, then I know the output of the fortress, if we take this word seriously, can be like a thousand houses. I'll end there. Thank you.